0: Welcome to the Voice of Eden podcast. Today we speak with Václav Papeš, who is a research associate at University College London and also represents the UK Biobank data partner in the Eden network. Uh, Apologies to the audience. Uh, There may be some background noises due to circumstances. Uh, We're meeting in a cafe or at least virtually one of us is. But I hope that um, you know you'll enjoy some of the sounds and it adds a bit of flavor to the conversation. So with that, Václav, welcome. Maybe we can dive in uh, with you sharing a bit about your role and also the research that you're involved in at UCL.
1: Hi. Thank you very much for having me here and thank you for the invitation Uh, my background is in computer science and engineering and i've obtained my degree at the university of west bohemia in czech republic and that's when i started to work with health data and uh, physiological data for the very first time as a member of a neuroinformatics research group Later, I applied for a position of a research associate at the Institute of Health Informatics under the University College London. And luckily, I've got a chance to become a member of the Data Lab research team group led by Professor Spiros ben Members of our group are involved in many projects dealing with uh, different data sources. But if I should point out the probably most significant data source, it would be our Calibre research platform and UK biobank as well when it comes to caliber uh, it's a massive translational platform linking uh, national structured uh, electronic health records and socio-economic information from uh, primary care from secondary care from mortality registry from about 10 million of patients and given my technical background and database oriented expertise I've started to deal mainly with the technical aspects of the data and phenotype algorithm representation, harmonization, storing, all of these, all related mostly with this caliber And that way, I've also got closer to the OMOP common data model, data harmonization, and similar stuff. And that led to being part of a data partner team with UK Biobank nowadays.
0: Thanks, Václav. That's a very nice overview. Eden isn't actually the only project where we collaborate because um, between The Hive and UCL, we have a number of other collaborations, such as Raider, CNS, and also Big Data at Heart, which is a sister project of Eden that's focused on a number of cardiovascular diseases. Now, in the context of Big Data at Heart, you recently published a paper together also with, with some colleagues like Maxim Moinat, uh, who's also active in Eden from The Hive, And that paper talks about reproducing phenotypes in OMOP. Now, just for the benefit of the audience, the way we define a phenotype in OMOP is really from real-world data. So we take uh, a data source and we ask it a structured question, such as, um, you know, a combination of ICD or SNOMED codes for diagnosis or loin codes for... Measurements, etc., and that then together uh, contributes to a cohort or a phenotype. Um, but this paper actually was about phenotypes that you already defined before, as I understood it. But now that you've converted and mapped your data to OMOP, you went over it again and looked at the performance of those phenotypes in OMOP. So, so can you share a little bit about your findings regarding the reproducibility of these phenotyping algorithms in a CDM? Uh, absolutely within
1: that big data at heart project we were harmonizing uh, the previously mentioned uh, caliber resource which serves not even just as a database but also a repository of uh, as you mentioned the phenotyping algorithms specifically we were harmonizing a part of the caliber relevant to heart failure cases and uh, we started with cooperation with the Hive from Netherlands, who figured uh, as an ETL developer. And at UCL, we were developing the ETL scripts on the real data, and we validated the transformation. This task was, the task was quite uh, challenging, as uh, the Hive had to develop everything on purely synthetic data due to data governance and given the development and testing phases were very interactive, the cooperation between the hype and UCL became very, very close. At the same time, within the same project, there were other resources planned to, to harmonize into the OMOP common data model, like uh, healthy urban living from Netherlands and a couple of others. Uh, the main goal was to compare the HALT failure uh data between these resources using the same tool, so that was the original idea of big data at heart in the end our findings when it comes to reproducibility of phenotyping algorithms uh, as you already said uh, we have a whole repository of already existing and validated uh, phenotype algorithms So, our findings showed that the reproducibility stands and falls with the quality of semantic mapping. And I don't necessarily mean the quality of implementation of the mapping itself, but primarily the quality and granularity of the target terminologies. And uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Most of our phenotyping algorithms were based on the list of clinical codes. These codes were originally in read terminology, ICD 10, OPCS4 terminologies, and others. And to harmonize these codes, we had to translate them into a SNOMED CT and other standard uh, t- terminologies supported by OMOP. The mapping was quite smooth, actually, and uh, we were able to map most of the used terms. However, as the source data coding system was changed, the phenotype code list had to be translated as well and there we found an interesting issue when the algorithm returned more patients for the OMOP version of Calibre than for the original Uh, the problem we found was that two source diagnostic codes which one was included in the phenotype code list and one was not were both mapped onto the same SNOMED CT code and this issues caused that the translated phenotype identified even those patients with just the non-listed code. So the advantage is for sure, uh, the advantage of uh, this harmonizing and everything is for sure a possibility to use once-defined phenotype algorithm across the diverse uh, harmonized data sources. However, there is also a limitation that every translated phenotype algorithm uh, should be validated again, despite it has been valid before the translo-
0: transformation or translation or not. Right, those are some interesting uh, findings, Václav. I think that th- the key message here also with regards to e- other EDEN data partners is that, uh, let's say, the quality of the semantic mapping is key. Uh, and I, I think that's known uh, generally, but you know one question that i still have is also about the coding systems in the uk so, so caliber uh, takes the data from multiple sources right why would let's say both read and icd and cpt be used in the in the sources uh it depends on a recording practice
1: from a different uh, healthcare systems uh As Calibre is combining or linking health data from a primary care, secondary care uh, and other registries, Uh, it also combines uh, multiple uh, coding systems. So uh, to be specific for a primary care, uh, it's uh, standard to use read codes in uh, the UK uh, however in uh, secondary care in hospitals diagnoses are stored uh, using ICD-10 uh, coding system when it comes to for example procedures these are stored uh, or coded uh, via OPCS4 uh, coding system and so on so uh, many different uh, terminologies or vocabularies are being used uh, when you are
0: linking uh, health data from uh, different care systems. Right, that's that's a very clear answer. And thanks for some of the examples which will uh, certainly help others to understand better the, the issues that you deal with. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about a recent event that I think we both attended which is the Eden Ethon or Evidence-thon. Um, the goal of the Ethon was to uh, take an existing study, which is the um, Adverse Effects of Interest Study or RSC, uh from Odyssey, which was looking at the background rates of certain adverse effects of interest for uh, vaccines and uh, see if we could run this study in a number of new Eden data partners. And of course, one of those data partners was UK Biobank. So what did you think about the process of this ETHON? Um, you know, did you expect to be able to generate results going in and and what did you think of the outcome? Hmm. Uh,
1: participation in uh, the Eden ETHON was uh, without any doubts an interesting experience for me. And also I have to say that it was very uh, intense one, uh, <clears throat> but when it comes to my feeling after uh, the Eden Eaton, it was amazing how many outcomes we were able to obtain in such a short time, absolutely uh, didn't expect that. And since obtaining valuable insights by reading health data statistics is not my expertise at all, the... Ethan was uh, very beneficial for me also as a tutorial in this area as well. And uh, to be honest, there were situations when I've been quite lost, but there were always uh, kind people around me, happy to help and happy to explain what was necessary. And uh, speaking of this, uh, what was amazing uh, were those other participants more familiar with required tasks, but who never uh, saw our data resource, the UK Biobank, before? And they were able to easily retrieve insights without this previous knowledge. So, in general, I think that the whole Eden Eaton was a perfect demonstration of how harmonized data set could save a huge amount of time uh, to the researchers and uh, to, to to the users of it, and also how an unfamiliar data set could be uh, made easily accessible.
0: Thanks, uh, Vaclav. That's great. And um, I agree with you. The learning from other people with other skills, that was also something for me that I enjoyed a lot in the Ethon. Uh, especially the presentations from uh, Professor Danny Prieto, who was on one of our previous uh, Voice of Eden podcasts, where he explained some of the clinical phenomena that we are actually studying, like uh, deep vein thrombosis, you know, which was one of the adverse effects of interest. Um, that was the ethon, and amazingly, we did get results out of that. But of course, it, that's only the beginning of our journey as EDEN to generate evidence across our data partners. And hopefully there's, there's more to come. And maybe you can actually comment on uh, your expectation of the EDEN network going forward. Uh, you know, what kind of studies, uh, what kind of evidence generation would you think that from UK biobank perspective could be interesting to participate in? Uh,
1: as I said uh, before, I'm not, a, I'm not a clinician, so it is uh, hard for me to think about a specific study within uh, the health data. So far, we've been involved in studies on heart failure diseases with Calibre, and now uh, AESI studies for COVID-19 vaccines uh, with UK Biobank, uh, which were part of the Edenaton as well. What I've taken from the ISE studies so far is the comfort of the study script execution. Basically, the same scripts for all the data sources involved in a study, which uh, which was great. So, as I said before, I think that this is the biggest advantage of the harmonized data set. However, I'm also aware that uh, this is not necessarily bulletproof. In general, I'd be interested in any studies, where our data source could be of any help, of course. Uh, But particularly, I would be interested in data quality studies. In a study, testing the robustness of the OMOP common data model, study revealing potential data sources, data source differences, even in the harmonized models. Uh, typically some differences are always inevitable uh, because uh, of different recording practices across uh, different healthcare systems for example. Uh, so such a kind of study would be very interesting for me.
0: Right, that that makes sense uh, and I think that methodological research and understanding what are some of the strengths and limitations of this common data model approach are also very dear to um, you know Eden and the Odyssey community in general. So um, definitely expect uh, more studies in in that area. Perhaps even in big data. It's hard to know. Uh, the project is of course coming to an end, but there's still some some work to do. So let's actually finish this this uh, podcast with asking you Václav, about the specific advice or learnings. Like there are. Um, Right about now, I think 98 data partners in in, in the EDEN network, but we have launched a new call and there may be people listening that are representing new data sources in Europe that are considering responding to the the current call. What's maybe some advice or any learnings that you would like to share with, with them or the EDEN community in general?
1: Definitely, this is not an easy question as the whole transformation process was uh, complex. But I would say that the most important learning was to not underestimate the thorough validation. Uh, In the whole ETL process, there were so many aspects where an error or mistake could happen, it could be in data preparation development etl scripts uh in validation scripts uh in use dictionaries and so on and therefore deep systematic testing is crucial i believe odyssey provides uh, tools for this with eccles and the data quality dashboard uh also end-to-end testing for the etl scripts was implemented by by the hive team in our case and still the very thorough manual testing and querying both the source and the target database was necessary when i mentioned uh, the hive team for multiple times during this podcast uh also what i learned was that uh, both the etl uh, development as well as the testing uh, phase requires a team of people with many abilities people with great software development skills detailed knowledge of uh, structure and uh, meaning of the source data detailed knowledge of the target data model uh, and knowledge of the relevant tools of course Uh, abilities with or technical skills to prepare source data technical skills to prepare the etl environment on the data partner side and many many uh, other skills and abilities are required and therefore i believe uh, that involvement of adequate experts like uh, the hive for software development is much more effective than building a custom solution in a small research group or in a small team.
0: Thank you so much, Václav, for sharing some of your insights uh, on this episode of The Voice of Eden. Thank you uh, very much for uh, the invitation. In our next episode, we'll hear from two Eden SMEs, who will share their experiences with ETL and assisting Eden data partners in the mapping.